0: CHAPTER Ten of Bill Nye's Cordwood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Bill Nye's Cordwood by Bill Nye. FRANCISCO PIZARRO'S CAREER born in shame and reared among swine he conquers fame and fortune in peru with the sword history of a self-made man perhaps the history of the western hemisphere has never furnished a more wonderful example of the self-made man than may be found in the person of francisco pizarro a gentleman who came to america about fifteen ten intending to grow up with the country mr Pizarro was born at truxello spain about fourteen seventy one his father was a spanish colonial of foot and his mother was a peasant girl who admired and respected the dashing colonial very much but felt that she had scruples about marriage and so although years afterward francisco tried his best to make a match between his father and mother they were never married it is said that this embittered his whole life none but those who have experienced it can fully realize what it is to have a thankless parent pizarro's mother's name was estramadura this was her maiden name it was a name which seemed to harmonize well with her rich pickled olive complexion and so she retained it all her life her son did not have many early advantages for he was neglected by his mother and allowed to grow up in a swine herd and it is even said that he was suckled by swine in his infancy while his giddy mother joined in the mad whirl at the skating rink we can hardly imagine anything more pitiable than the condition of a little child left to rustle for nourishment among the black and tan hogs of spain while his father played old sledge on the frontier in the regular army and his mother stood on her spanish head and wrote her cigar-box name in the atmosphere at the rink poor little pizarro had none of the modern advantages therefore and his education was extremely crude the historian says that he grew up a bold ignorant and brutal man he came to what was then called spanish america at the age of thirty-nine years and assisted mr balboa in discovering the pacific ocean having heard of the existence of peru with all its wealth Pizarro secured a band of self-made men like himself and lit out for that province for the purpose of conquering it if he liked it and bring home some solid silver teapots and gold-lined card receivers he was engaged in gathering this line of goods and working them off on the pawnbroker for twenty-one years during which time he did not get killed but continued to enjoy a reasonable degree of health and strength although peru at the time was quite densely populated with an industrious and wealthy class of natives pizarro subdued her with a hundred and ten foot soldiers armed with old-fashioned muskets that had these full-blown barrels with muzzles on them like the business end of a tuba horn sixty-seven mounted men and two toy cannon loaded with carpet-tacks with no education and what was still harder to bear the inner consciousness that his parents were plain common everyday people whose position in life would not advance him in the estimation of the peruvians he battled on his efforts were crowned with success inasmuch that At the close of the year 1532, peace was declared and he could breathe the free air once more without fear of getting a bronze arrowhead mixed up with his kidneys when his back was turned. For the first time in two years, said the historian, Bizarro was able to take off his tin helmet and his sheet-iron corset at night when he lay down to rest, or undismayed to go forth bareheaded and wearing only his crinkled seersucker coat and a pair of sandals at the twilight hour and till midnight wander alone amid the famous guano groves of peru such is the history of a man who never even knew how to write his own name he won fame for himself and great wealth without an education or a long dark blue lineage pizarro was like job you know we sometimes sing oh job he was a fine young lad sing glory hallelujah his heart was good but his blood was bad sing glory hallelujah so pizarro could not brag on his blood and his education was not classical he could not write his name though he tried faithfully for many years day after day during the campaign and late into the night when the yaller dogs of lima came forth with their peruvian bark he would get his orderly surgeon to set him the copy paul may plant an apollineous water but it is god that giveth the increase then pizarro would bring out his writing material and his tongue and try to write but he never could do it he was not a studious mind it was more on the knock down and drag out order pizarro was made a marquis in after years he was also made a corpse he acquired the latter position toward the close of his life He. At one time, married the Inca's daughter and found a long line of grandees, marquises, and macaroni sculptures, whose names may be founded on the covers of imported cigar boxes and in the topmost tier of the wrought iron resorts in our best penitentiaries. Pizarro lived a very busy life during the conquest, some days killing as many as seventy and eighty peruvians tween sun and sun but death at last crooked his finger at the marquis and he slept we all brag and blow our horn here for a few brief years it is true but when the grim reaper with his new and automatic twine binder comes along he gathers us in the weak and the strong, the ignorant and the educated, the plain and the beautiful, the young and the old, those who have just sniffed the sweet and dew-laden air of life's morning, and those who are foot-sore and weary and waiting, all alike must bow low to the sickle that goes on cutting closer and closer to us, even when we sleep. Had pizarro thought more about this matter he would have been ahead today. end of chapter ten. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver BC